0: Welcome to the Wealthy Woman Podcast. You're here because you're a high achieving woman that wants it all. The success, wealth, time freedom, and genuine joy in your life. Hi, I'm Lauren and I'm here to tell you, you can, you can have it all. But what is true wealth? It's not just money and achievements because success without happiness and fulfillment isn't success at all. Here we're going to have conversations about creating a beautiful life alongside the success that you're striving for. If you want to create long-lasting success that's fully in alignment with the life you desire to live by working less making more, and stepping into the version of yourself you've always wanted to be, then you're in the right place. Let's roll into today's episode. Hello, gorgeous ladies. We are back with another episode of the Wealthy Woman Podcast, and this one's going to be a unique episode because this episode is going live the day before my 38th birthday. So I thought it would be really fun to do a reflection episode on my 37th year and we're going to go through my top 10 biggest lessons and realizations that happened this past year. Now I have to say this is divine timing me recording this episode right now because all week I've had landscapers at my house. We're doing a huge landscaping project. It's probably going to take a month at least and it's loud. They have machines, they're moving rocks, they're digging, they're shoveling, and my office is right on the corner of our deck, right where they drive past in and out. This is where the work is being done. So, I thought to myself earlier in the week, like how the heck am I going to report record this podcast episode because the microphone, these podcast microphones pick up every single noise. I'm like, I'm not going to be able to record this in my office. I'm going to have to move. I'm going to have to either move into my closet or move down into my husband's dungeon of an office. But today, they are not here. It is cold. It is rainy. They are not here this morning. And I had planned on recording this episode This morning, and everything has just perfectly aligned so that I can record this in my office without any noise. So I feel like we just have to acknowledge those divine moments when everything just works out perfectly without us really even trying. So I'm happy to report that hopefully you will not be hearing any background noise of machinery or anything like that during this episode. But like I said, it is my 38th birthday on August. 23rd. You've heard me mention this before in other podcast episodes, but it is the beginning of my Uranus opposition, was which is when your life purpose really kind of shifts from what the south node says to what the north node says. And that's all a part of uh, human design and astrology. And so I have found myself this last year really feeling this shift. And there have been some huge things that I have learned, some lessons, some realizations, some things that I've gone through. I've mentioned some of these 10 that we're going to talk about in other episodes, but I want to reiterate them, maybe elaborate on them a little bit for you and just share with you the wisdom that I gained in year 37. So let's kick it off. My top lesson that I learned this year, was that I am enough just as I am because I am. And so are you. You are enough just as you are without changing a single thing about you. And you are worthy just because you are. Because you were born that way and nothing has changed. And I thought that I knew this, but as I dug into shadow work when I did MBA, the Manifestation Babe Academy, I found that I actually did not believe that I was enough just as I was and the way that I always used to prove to myself and prove to others that I was enough was through work. Work being the best, working the hardest, success, productivity, achievement. That was my way of showing myself and showing other people that I was enough. Like. It was this proving, let me prove it to you. Let me prove it to you through the things that I do that I am enough. And it all stemmed from this feeling of not being enough just as I am. And as I dug into that shadow work, I realized this really originated when I was little in my childhood. I remember an experience in middle school gotta love middle school, you guys. I went to the same elementary school all through uh, up to fifth grade, up through fifth grade, and then we moved. And I moved to a new school district, and I started in that school district in sixth grade. So that's a hard time, right? Like a middle school to not know anybody, to go to a new school. And I went to that new school, and I knew one person one girl through another friend and she kind of brought me into her group and I had never had issues with friends prior to that thought everything was great and like I don't remember exactly when but maybe a few weeks maybe a few months into school all of a sudden this group of girls was like you can't you can't be an earth friend group anymore you can't sit with us at lunch anymore. And I had to like, they like pushed me out of the group and I had to become friends with a different group of friends. And I feel like this, like I am not enough just as I am really stemmed from that. Like that was the root of this feeling of like, you are not enough to be in our group just as you are. You are not good enough. And so you have to leave and you have to go become friends with the this other group. And I never really felt like fully, um, like I fit in with the other group either, but I was friends with them for all through middle school and into like my first two years of high school. And then I became friends with another group of friends and they were really a great group of core friends, but I found this, uh, this belief followed me into college as well and I had some instances in college where I did not feel accepted for who I was it happened my freshman year it happened my sophomore year it happened um my I think it was my senior year I think it happened every year and so it just kind of re um it kind of like strengthened this subconscious belief that i was not enough just as i was to be friends with these people to fit in and it carried through all of this and so this was a really like deep seated subconscious belief that i didn't even know was there and again it led to this proving this need to prove myself. Like, oh, you don't think I'm good enough? Let me prove to you that I'm good enough. Let me prove to you that I'm good enough. I'm going to be more successful than you. I'm going to achieve more than you. I'm going to be more productive than you. I'm going to get more done than you. I'm going to be better at you than this. And it was this constantly like trying to feed my ego, right? Like we have our ego and I... So I was stuck in this cycle, this cycle of proving and it followed me into um, motherhood and it even popped up last fall. And I was actually talking to my mentor at the time about it and she was the one who really brought this forth. And I've talked about this in another podcast episode, but she said to me, Warren, you are, you have nothing to prove. Like you have nothing to prove to anybody. You have nothing to prove to yourself. You are worthy just because you are. And I grabbed onto that belief that she let me borrow and I integrated that as a new core belief so quickly and so solidly. And what that allowed me to do was it allowed me to let go of this constant need to reach the next level. If you are a female entrepreneur, if you're very driven, if you're a career oriented woman, perhaps you feel you've felt this before. I'm an Enneagram three. I'm a Virgo. I'm a manifesting generator. All of those things tie into like productivity and achievement and success. And then I just shared these experiences in the past that made me feel a certain way. And all of a sudden, when she gave me that belief, it was like, I don't have to prove anything. I don't have to use success to prove that I'm good enough. I don't have to use achievement to prove that I'm good enough. I just am good enough, just as I am right now. And I actually was writing a letter from my future self to my current self yesterday and this came out and I wanted to read it to you because I feel like this is something that so many of you need to hear and you guys, my landscapers are here, so it is not divine timing. They just showed up. They are using their machinery. So hopefully we can eliminate a lot of that background noise and it doesn't get too bad, but we're just going to press forward here. This is not perfect done is better than perfect. So we're just going to keep going. But I wanted to read you this letter. And this was part, uh, this is part of MBA. So I mentioned in the last podcast episode that I was chosen to be a peer mentor for MBA and really support the new students that are going through this incredible program. And all of us peer mentors decided that we're going to go through the program again with the students. And so I wrote myself this letter, and I just want to read to you the first part of this letter. I wrote, The last time you sat down to write one of these letters, you were feeling so very lost. You weren't let up by what you were doing. You were frustrated, and you didn't really know what you wanted. You have come so far already. You stripped away everything and did the thing that scared you most. You untangled your identity from success and achievement. Who am I if I'm not successful, productive, and constantly achieving? You surrendered and let it all go. And in that surrender, you found so much joy and so much peace. You found worthiness. You found that you are enough just as you are. You learned how to be without a constant focus on work. And you arrived in such a beautiful place. So I want to repeat that question that I asked myself. Who am I if I'm not successful, productive, and constantly Achieving. So, the way I found that out is I took pretty much all of my focus off of my business. I stopped launching. I pretty much stopped taking on new clients. I pivoted how I was showing up. I relaunched this podcast and I gave away incredible, incredible content and value for free because I did not want the pressure of selling the pressure of constantly trying to reach that next level. And and letting all of that go, I found out that I'm okay without it. I'm happy without it. I'm worthy without it. And so I know that some of you needed to hear this because I know that this is a struggle for many of you especially when you're driven, when you're ambitious. And it can come from different places. But for me, again, it came from that belief that I was not enough just as I was. And so this was just such a huge realization. I feel like this is number one because it was number one. It was the top lesson, the top realization that I learned in my 37th year. Number two, Kind of ties into that. And that is that there's so much beauty in letting go and living in the present moment and not being in such a rush. So I know that I'm blessed. I'm grateful. I'm very privileged because I do not have to work. My husband has always been the breadwinner. He makes an, a great amount of money, an incredible amount of money. And we are able to live our dream lives because of what he does. And So I, I'm in this, this very, um, blessed place, privileged place of not having to work. And yet I still desire to work. Like I still have my own goals. I have my own dreams. I have my own aspirations, but I was able to completely let go of pushing to earn a certain amount of money and constantly like make more money because of this situation I'm in. And I finally took advantage of that. And this was part of the healing that needed to be done. Like I said, I was in a place where I could let go and not have to focus on those things. And I finally allowed myself to do that. And in fully letting go, I was able to live more in the present moment and to really just focus on what is bringing me joy right now. I don't have to be in such a rush to achieve this or achieve that or make this amount of money or make that amount of money or reach that next level or have my business grow to here. I can just live in the present moment and I can focus on the things that bring me the most joy right now, the things that are lighting me up right now. And what I realized in that is that life is really meant to be lived in the present moment. It's meant to be lived right now because everything is just happening now. Everything happens now, and if you're constantly focused on the past or you're constantly focused on the future, you're missing out on living your life, you're li- missing out on all the incredible things that are happening in front of you right now, all the incredible experiences, all the feelings, all the emotions, all the things that can happen right now. And so, there is so much beauty, there was so much beauty in me letting go of that constant need to prove because when I did that, I let go of the pressure, I let go of the stress, and I really allowed myself to just be in the present and act based on what I was feeling in the present moment, what lights me up in the present moment. And it also allowed me to let go of worrying about the future. How many of you worry about the future? We worry about the future. We worry about when this is going to happen, when that's going to happen. If it's not happening now, it's never going to happen. I'm never going to get there. And sometimes we try and plan out like our entire lives. And that, to me, takes the excitement out of life. Like, can you imagine if your entire life was already planned out, how boring that would be? Like, there would be no room for surprise, no room for new things to come in because everything would already be planned. What if you knew? how your entire life was gonna go from here on out. To me, that would be the most boring thing. There's nothing to look forward to. If you know how everything's gonna work out, there's nothing to look forward to. What's the point in even living in the present moment if you know how everything's gonna work out? It takes the joy out of everything. So when I allowed myself to release the plan that I thought I needed to have and the path that I thought I had to go down and really just anchor into the present, again, I found so much joy and so much beauty. Number three kind of builds on number two, and that is it's okay to not have it all figured out, even as you get older. That's what makes life so exciting. So we just talked about that, but I think this is something that we struggle with as we get older and older and as we approach that 40 mark and beyond 40 is this idea of like my life is older is over. Like it's too late. It's too late to try something new. It's too late to pivot. It's too late to change my path. It's too late to learn something. It's too late to let go of something that's no longer serving me. Like it's too late. That ship has sailed. That was something I had to do in my twenties or in my thirties. I can't do that when I'm 40. I can't do that in my forties. I can't do that in my fifties. And I don't believe that. I don't believe it's ever too late. I believe that we are meant to Grow and evolve throughout an, our entire lifetime. And that actually brings me to something else I wanted to share with you guys. Divine timing, once again, but one of my former clients who is going to start working with me again in September turns 40 today, the day that I'm recording this. And last night she sent me an email, and I'm not going to name her name, I'm going to keep her anonymous, but she said, Lauren, I turn 40 tomorrow. Do you have any thoughts around turning the big 40? Is it normal to want to stay in my thirties asking for a friend would love your perspective. And so I emailed her back and I said, I've got plenty of thoughts and beliefs you can borrow. And I gave her six. So I want to share these with you because I think it ties perfectly into it's okay to not have it all figured out even as you get older. So number one, what a gift aging is. To get to turn another year older and experience more of this incredible life. There are so many people who never get to turn 40. Every birthday is a privilege. Celebrate it. That's the first belief that I gifted her. And that's firmly what I believe. I believe age is a privilege. I believe every birthday is a privilege. I believe it's a gift. We have lost many friends Far too young, and so this has given me this perspective of being so grateful for turning another year older. Number two, with age comes more and more wisdom and less and less caring about other people's opinions. We're going to talk about this. The older you get, the more you get to tune into who am I and what do I want because it's what I want, not because of what anyone else says or thinks about me. And wisdom, wisdom is priceless. Number three, age really is just a number. When you take care of yourself, You can look and feel better as you get older than you did when you were younger. I feel this way. Yes, I have some aches and pains that weren't there when I was in my 20s, but I genuinely feel like I look and feel better at 37 turning 38 than I did when I was like 22. Number four, I like to think that I'm only a little over a third of the way done with my life. There's so much more to come. People live so long these days. It's not uncommon to live into your 90s or even to be 100. So I like to think that being in my 30s, I'm not even like halfway through my life yet. There's so much more to come. Number five, as long as you're focused on the journey and constant growth and evolution, the best is always yet to come. And number six, like we just talked about, you're never too old to pivot, try something new, grow, evolve, and take a new path. So you guys can borrow those beliefs. I want to give those beliefs to you as you continue to age and have birthdays and get older and older and older. I have really enjoyed the process of getting older. So number four on my list of the top 10 biggest lessons is Everything else can wait. My kids are only this age once. I've mentioned this before in podcast episodes. I love the age that my kids are right now and the phase that we are in. So my kids are six and four and a half. My daughter will be five in October. And I have also said this before, but I was not a huge fan of the baby phase. Like I was never into babies when I was younger. I didn't babysit. I wasn't like the person who loved holding babies, loved being around other people's babies. It just wasn't me. And so the baby phase and the toddler phase in general is a really hard phase in general. And then on top of it, the fact that I wasn't really like a baby person It just wasn't my favorite phase. There were things about it that I loved. There were memories and moments. And of course, like I loved my children, but the phase that we're in right now is my favorite phase. We are out of diapers. We're out of bottles. We don't have a diaper bag. We don't really need a stroller. They can carry all their own stuff. We're past the toddler tantrums for the most part. We can go places. We can enjoy doing things. We get to do all of these fun activities. We're getting into sports. We're teaching them things. I can have conversations with them. Like, I just, I love this phase. And so last year, actually, going into, like, knowing we were, like, entering this phase, and it was the last year that I was going to have my daughter home with me for two days, I told myself, like, I... I'm not going to push because I want to fully enjoy my time with my children right now. Like I never want to look back and regret not spending as much time with them right now as I can. And so that's where this number four came from. Everything else can wait. My kids are only this age once. If you are in a phase that you really, really love enjoy that phase. Do everything you can to be as present as you can in that phase, soak it all up because you're not gonna love every phase of motherhood. You're not, I promise you that. Like I said, I've had phases I've loved, phases I didn't love so much and I'm sure there are more to come. But if you're in a phase that you really, really love, soak that up. Like your kids are never gonna be that age again and you never wanna look back with regret that you weren't spending time with them because you were too worried about growing your business or too worried about reaching that next level or too worried about getting that promotion, I guarantee you at the end of your life, those things aren't going to matter. You're going to look back on the memories that you made with your kids. And so that was number four for me. Number five, there is a difference between being humble and hiding what you have because of what others might think. Living your life isn't shoving anything into anyone's face it. So I've seen myself struggle with this. I've seen other women struggle with this as you gain more and more success and you're able to really step into the life you've always desired. The, the dreams you've always had are coming true. You can get into this place of feeling like, if I share this with other people, am I not being humble? and i am i bragging am i shoving it in their face and i think it all comes down to your intention right if you're sharing something amazing that's happening for you out of a the intention of wanting other people to see it wanting other people to feel a certain way because you're sharing it of trying to keep up with the Joneses, trying to show that you are better than somebody else, that is bragging, right? That doesn't make other people feel good. But if you're sharing all the incredible things that are happening for you, all the things that are exciting you, to me, if you're sharing that from a place of pure like overflow and just joy for what's happening and love for the place that you're at i feel like that is inspirational that is not not being humble that's just living your life and if other people have a problem with that it has nothing to do with you and everything to do with them and they have work that they need to do around that they're getting triggered by your success, your money, your joy, your your dreams coming true. And that shows them that they have work to do around that. But it doesn't mean anything about you. As long as your intentions with sharing are pure, own it. Own your success. Own the things you desire. Share away from a place of Love and joy and overflow and abundance, and just wanting to inspire other people that they can create whatever they want to create, too. So there is a difference. And a lot of times, I see women who are creating immense success or are, you know, have stepped into living a life they've always desired. I see them kind of um, hold themselves back, they hide what's going on? Because they are like, oh, I don't want to, I don't want to make anyone else feel uncomfortable. I don't want anyone to think I'm not humble. Ladies, own it. It's time we step forward and really own it. And again, not from a place of like shoving it in other people's faces, but from a place of like, this is me living the life that I've always wanted to live. And I'm just going to live it. And I hope that other women find that inspiring. And if they're triggered by it, I hope it shows them that they have work that they need to do because this is possible for them too. So that's number five. Number six, forgiveness can change everything. I wrote and is for you, but I don't know what I meant by that. Forgiveness can change everything. Forgiveness of other people, forgiveness of yourself, I went through a module of MBA where we focused on forgiveness and I forgave a lot of people from my past that I had been holding on to things from and I forgave myself for things I had been holding on to and it was the most freeing thing. And here's the thing you guys, nobody's perfect. Nobody is perfect. Everyone does things that they regret. Everyone acts in ways they regretted. Everyone grows, evolves, changes, and yet we can get really judgmental and we can hold on to things for a really long time, especially if they've impacted us in a significant way. So one of the things I had to do was I had to go back and I had to forgive these girls and these women that I talked about in number one who did things that planted in me the beliefs that I wasn't enough. I had to go back and forgive them. I also had to go back and forgive myself for things that I did, for ways that I've acted that I wasn't proud of. And there was so much freedom that came from that forgiveness. Forgiveness is going to set you free. Forgiveness is going to set you free. So Don't be scared to do the work of forgiveness. It's for you. It's going to benefit you. And you don't have to go and actually like tell someone that you forgive them. You can just decide that you're going to let it go. That you're not going to carry that burden anymore. That you're not going to carry that weight anymore. And a weight is going to be lifted off your shoulders and you're going to show up differently. You're going to feel lighter lighter. You're gonna feel happier. You're gonna feel more love. You're going to feel incredible when you're able to forgive. So that was number six. Number seven, with age comes more introspection and a lot more wisdom. And I mentioned this in the beliefs that I shared with my friend. She's now a great friend. I love getting older. I love the the lessons that I've learned. I love the wisdom that I've gained. I love the introspection that has happened. I love the learning that I'm doing now. There's just so much wisdom that comes with age, that comes with experience, that comes through moving through different places in life and I feel like I'm getting to this place where I just have so much wisdom to share right? Because I've been through it now. And there's difference between knowledge and wisdom. I think knowledge is learning something. Like when I think about knowledge, I think about learning something in like a course or from a textbook or from a class. Wisdom is embodiment. Wisdom is experience. Wisdom is I went through something and I learned something in going through it. I personally felt what it felt like. And now I'm on the other side of it. And I have this thing that I now can teach you because I went through it. That is wisdom. So I have so much wisdom when it comes to motherhood, at least mothering kids up to the age that my kids are. I have no wisdom in mothering kids older than my kids. I have no wisdom in mothering more than two children, but I have wisdom in motherhood. I have wisdom in Network marketing. I have wisdom in running my own business. I have wisdom in entrepreneurship. I have wisdom in growing and running a business prior to having kids, during pregnancies, after having a child, after having a second child, having two kids under two, during toddler years. I have wisdom in all of these areas. I have wisdom in growing a six-figure business. I have wisdom in maintaining a six-figure business. I have wisdom in all of these things. And I just... Love gaining wisdom. And you don't gain wisdom without age. So, age is fantastic because you get more and more wisdom as you get older. Number eight, we all have different paths to abundance and different desires. Never feel ashamed of yours. So, this is another thing that I really struggled with for a long time. And I had conversations with multiple mentors about, and it was my path to abundance. So I always felt like my path to abundance didn't necessarily count because I personally have not created the abundance in terms of monetary abundance that we have through my business, right? So I've created abundance through my business. I've had six figure years, which I know is a huge goal for a lot of entrepreneurs. I've had six figure years. I've created that. So I've created abundance but the level of abundance that we have now, the majority of it has come through my husband. And I felt, um, not ashamed of that, but I felt like, I think that led to a lot of me still, still feeling like I needed to prove, right? Like, because it didn't come directly through my business that it wasn't as good. And that is just not the case. Like we are all, meant to achieve abundance through different paths. And you should never minimize your path. Like we are all so different. We're all on our own unique journey. We're all unique individuals. Human design says that. And so we're all going to have different paths to abundance and you should own your path. And I've come to a place where I have owned my path. Yes, uh, my husband's business his family business that we are now, uh, owners of has created a lot of the monetary abundance, but my support for him has helped him really step into that role, right? Like the things that I've done have been of assistance in some way. And the life that we're creating, I've helped create, the life that we have, I've helped create that. I've helped build that. And so I think sometimes we can downplay our role and again, we should never be ashamed of the way that abundance flows in. And I know some of you listening to this might be thinking like, I can't believe she believed that. Like I would never believe that. How cool is that? That like that happened. And it's just crazy. The different limiting beliefs that we have, the different things that come up. And it just goes to show that we all have limiting beliefs. We all have stories that we tell. And I know this is a story that other women tell women who are come to abundance in a similar way that I have. I know that some women tell the same story because I've, I've heard them. I've seen them talk about it. So this last year, I really embraced the fact that like, this is my path to abundance and I need to, and I'm grateful for that. And I'm very blessed and I'm very privileged. And I know those things. And again, I'm grateful and I'm, but I'm gonna own it. Like, this was my path to abundance, and it's no less spectacular than anyone else's path to abundance. And your path could look similar to mine. Your path could look completely different than mine. But I think we're all meant to own our own unique journeys and never feel bad about it. Number nine, we're getting towards the end here. We're actually whizzing through these. Number nine, it's great to have money. I can say that because we have money. It's great to have money but not because you can buy all of the nice things. It is fantastic to buy nice things, but it's because you can truly do what you want without worrying about money. And Melanie Ann Lair was the first person who really opened my eyes to this. She has created an incredible, incredible brand and business in AlphaFem. I think she crossed like $70 million dollars in her brand in the last like six years or something, something insane like that. And she was like, you know, it's nice to have the nice things, but the gift that money really gives you is that you get to really figure out what you like, what you want, what you like without having to worry about money. So if you like something that's like got no monetary value You get to have that. And if you like something that has a lot of monetary value, you get to have that too. And you get to really just explore the inner workings of yourself. And you get to do what you want to do simply because you want to do it without ever worrying about money. And that is such an incredible gift, I think, is like, I want this just because I want this not because it's cheap or not because it costs less or not because it's more and it's a certain brand and it's a certain label. I want it just because I want it. Just because this feels like me. This is, it's beautiful. It brings me joy. It doesn't matter the value of it. And that has been a huge lesson that I have learned and a huge realization that I've come to as we've created more and more money in our life is we get to do things just because we want to without having to think about how much money it is. And there's no stress really around money. There's no stress. There's no anxiety. There's really nothing. It's very, very neutral. And I hope that every single one of you gets to this place where Money is just completely neutral for you and there's no stress and you just get to do what you want to do because you want to do it without worrying about the money on either side of it. And then the last lesson, biggest realization that I had in, I was going to say in 2010, I don't know where that came from, in my 37th year. And all I wrote down was human design. So I discovered human design this year. And again, I discovered it through MBA. Well, I I was aware of it. I had dabbled in it very, very surface level prior to MBA, but in MBA, I really got to dive into it in one of the modules. And I just fell in love with human design because it shows us that we are all completely unique. We are all different and it gives you your energetic blueprint of who you are and how you've always meant to show up in this world. And diving into human design has really allowed me to understand not just myself, but the people around me, my husband, my kids, how they're similar to me, how they're different from me, what their unique design is, how they're meant to show up in this world. And I feel like it's really allowed me to see them for who they are and who they've always been meant to be. And especially with my kids, I'm so excited to use that to raise them, to help them stay on course with like who they were meant to be, not who I want them to be, not who I think they should be, Not who my husband wants to be, not wants them to be, not who he thinks they should be. And he's never been like that anyway. But really helping them to grow into the individuals that they are meant to be and to avoid a lot of the conditioning that we all had growing up because I know this from such a young age, from where they're at. And human design has just opened up so many doors for me. It has brought me so much joy. You can go as surface level as you want with it or as deep as you want with it. And believe me, you can go deep. And the deeper I go with human design, the more it fascinates me, the more I want to learn about myself, the more I want to work on embodying my design. I talked about Uranus opposition. I talked about the North node, the South node you can dive into your personality, what grounds you um, you have your nine energetic centers and how you're meant to show up in those centers your your gates that are defined your channels maybe this is all like a foreign language to you because human design is its own language but it has been something that has just lit me up in a way that I have not been lit up for so long and I'm so excited to, dive deeper into it and really implement and embody the things that I'm learning and share that with you guys. And so human design came about in my 37th year. And so I had to include that as number 10. So there we are, you guys, we've made it through my top 10 biggest lessons and realizations from year 37. I am looking forward to year 38. I cannot wait to see what transpires this year like I said I've really been just living in the present moment I've let go of so much I've done so much work I want to read you the last part of the letter that I wrote myself after I talked about you know finding worthiness and just as I am and I think this is is going to kind of give you a glimpse into the state of mind that I'm in as I head into year 38 so Um, Look at all the time you spent with your kids, the memories you made, the presence and focus you had. It was exactly what you always desired it to be. And you can look back on this time with so much love and zero regrets. Now you are on the precipice of a new phase. You get to build from this new place of enoughness. And let me tell you, it's going to blow your freaking mind. Your life, you've already created success. You are already living the life you always dreamed of. And now you get to take that even further from a place of pure overflow. Look, you're already on your way, having manifested. And then I write out the things that I've manifested. Um, And yeah, but it's really just about like, I feel like I'm at this new beginning, right? Like we, like I've stripped everything away. I've done so much healing in the past year and now... I get to build something brand new from the ground up with such a solid foundation, a foundation like I've never had before. And everything is coming from a place of overflow and a place of joy and desire and passion because there is no lack. There is no lack. There's nothing to prove anymore. I have nothing to prove to anyone. I already know that I'm worthy. I already know that I'm good enough. I know what it feels like to let go of the success. I know what it feels like to make very little money in my business. I've had some of my lowest months I've ever had since I started um, in entrepreneurship this year, but it, it was so necessary to peel all of that away. And now I can create this beautiful foundation and rise from a place of complete overflow. And that is such a big principle in manifestation. When you are building, when you are in overflow, you create more overflow. And so many of us create from a place of lack, from a place of pressure, from a place of stress. And so I feel like right now I'm at this new beginning. I have this solid foundation and I get to create whatever I want to create. My kids are both going to be in school this year for the first time ever five days a week. So I've got that, like I'm at this new phase of motherhood as well, transitioning into this, like having all this time. So it's like this blank canvas. I'm at 38, the Uranus opposition, things are shifting and I get to decide like, what do I want? How do I want to build this thing? What do I want to do? And it's just, it feels like such an incredible place to be. So with that, I'm going to wrap up this episode. If you guys are interested in human design, interested in learning more about your human design, I am doing the human design chart readings. I am going to be opening up some mentorship spots. I'm going to start talking about that more. I haven't really been talking about that at all because that was part of the letting go process that I had to do. But i um, taking on a new client. We're starting in September. I'm going to take on Um, I'm going to open up some spots for a few more new clients and we're going to dive back into this from this place, this new place. And I cannot wait to see what happens. So if you're interested in any of that, if you're interested in learning more about your human design or significant others, human design, your kids, human design, if you're interested in one-on-one mentorship from me, life coaching, business coaching, human design coaching. I think that my coaching is a combination of all three. um, Then reach out. Reach out to me on Instagram. Shoot me a quick message. We can talk about what would be the best fit for you and we can go from there. But I hope you all have a great rest of your day and I'll talk to you at our next episode. Bye. Okay, you wealthy woman, real quick before you go. If you found value in today's episode, please subscribe, share this with your friends and leave me a review leaving a review is so simple but I didn't know how to do it at the beginning either so I'm going to walk you through it all you have to do is whatever app you're listening to this podcast on find this show the wealthy woman scroll down you'll see stars and with those stars you can leave me a rating and review I'd love you so much for taking the time to do this In all honesty, the reviews are what helped the podcast get into the hands of other women desiring to create true wealth and manifest their dream lives. Okay, I'll let you get back to your day. See you next time.